0: Good evening, I don't know. Good night. Good night.
1: That's our show. <laughs> this was The Bitch Seat.
0: This was The Bitch Seat. I'm Lisa Mandel. And I was Phil. You were Phil. Yeah, but it's over now. Show's over. Wouldn't that be nice if you woke up from a dream and you were like, well, that was the dream of Phil and now I am... Someone else. <laughs> Who would you like to be?
1: Anyone else. I don't know. Uh, probably, I mean, a detective. Like a good one. Not, not like a modern... One that's probably... Like
0: a dragnet detective. Yeah.
1: I just imagine there's a lot of red tape and sitting around and waiting nowadays. And I feel like because because of technology. And I feel like back in the day, there's probably a lot more... Hitting the street. Hitting the street. Driving around and and punching hippies and beatniks. And being like, "That's ain't a... Hey, listen.
0: Don't punch hippies at beatniks. It's a grown-up's world. You'd be punching me.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Well, maybe we—maybe I'd meet you, and we'd fall in love, and then you'd introduce me to uh, to some of the, those jazz cigarettes you got there, and then I—it <laughs> would cause me to loosen my tie a little bit, you know, like whatever that is, that whatever. And then I wake up, and then I'm Phil, <sighs> and then this is very complicated. It the end of that dream, but yeah, it was a multi-layered dream. I started the dream as me, woke up in the dream as a detective, woke up. As me. It sounds like a dream I would have.
0: Sounds like a cake. It does. Sounds like a multi-layered cake.
1: Yes, with like banana. Which is
0: kind of what I picture when I think about, um, I mean, this is way off topic, but when I think about uh, uh, Buddhists, or like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you know how they they have many, many reincarnations over many millennia?
1: I'm nodding, but I just needed to point that out. I agree. It's like a layer cake, right?
0: And the bardo, which is the time between lives is like the raspberry jam. And then when you're born into a human body, <laughs> that's a layer of cake. You know I what I mean? I hate
1: the layer of cake. That's the thing, what though. What's like,
0: wrong with you? You need the right proportions of both, or you else You need the right proportions,
1: but I, I live for the bardo. I live for the in-between. That's the, that's the good stuff. So that's the So why don't I just buy
0: you a jar of raspberry jam, and you can eat it with a spoon? See, I, that's not the same as I'd having a cake.
1: I'd do that in a heartbeat, though. Or I'd just put it on bread. Bread is better than cake. Anything's better than cake for some. I'm not, oh, a, I'm not a cake guy. Oh, we can't continue guy. this right now. I like. I'm a pie guy, though. That's. What are you see,
0: gonna do in our wedding? Are you gonna ask for a loaf of bread instead of a wedding cake?
1: No, I'm gonna ask that half of it be pie.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fine enough? with that. Yeah, it sounds good. good. Um. All right. Um. So I'm gonna take us back to uh, August 25th, 1995, which is. 11 fucking years ago. 11? That was 11 it was It was ago. 21 years ago. Oh, man. It was I, 21 years ago. I remember
1: ago. that because I was like, I was really hardcore into X-Men at the time, and I was just counting down the days for Wolverine to get back his adamantium skeleton, which was brutally ripped out of his bones by Magneto. because he couldn't And when her. it
0: happened, were you as fulfilled as you had hoped? No, because it
1: took five years, and by that point, I'd moved on to Batman.
0: How old were you at that point when you moved on to Batman?
1: I mean, I was always a Batman fan, but I started reading consistently, like, midway through... High school, I think, so. Yeah, 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 it was like 2000 is when he sort of got it all back. Or I love 99. you
0: because you continue to live your childhood long after the childhood is over.
1: No, that was my anxiety as a child is I was afraid I wouldn't be able to like the things that I liked while I was a big person.
0: And now, surprise, you- I'm a big
1: person and I and like- And you still like, like them
0: it. and you still draw Batman on napkins. Yep.
1: Well, it's been a while, so today, today seems to be the, the day that's going to happen again.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Ready? Yep. All right. This is from Satin 2. Uh, The sequel starring Christy
1: Swanson Sorry
0: No there's no Christy Swanson in my book But um, Emilio Estevez can be in it Fine Yeah Dear Satin 2 I feel as though all hell has come crashing down on me I mean always I mean it always was right Why is God treating me this way? Today At the Adams orientation Adams is the junior high school that I went to I met my team and my homeroom Both suck Tim is on team 7-3 I won't see him all day I wrote him a letter today saying that I still like him. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That couldn't be more true. There are only nine girls in our homeroom. The rest is a bunch of ugly, obnoxious boys and one new kid who looks terrified. I don't blame him. Since there is an odd number of girls, I know I'll end up high and dry without a friend. Becca will hang out with Amanda. Haley will hang out with Chelsea. Annie will hang out with Andrea. And well, Laura and Lauren, they can hang out with each other. Maybe I'll stick to Haley and Chelsea. Mom's right, though. This is a good opportunity to meet boys. Oh my God, did my mom really say that? Jesus Christ. Wow Who knows? Maybe I'll become friends with the new kid, whoever he is. Everyone helped uh, okay, everyone helped our family friends. the costas move into their condo today.
1: Oh, the costas.
0: You know them. Oh this is the second time in a row we've talked about Ari Costa on this show. That's right. It's a four minute walk to Adams from there and they have a pool. I'll try to help them get settled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were so not about that it. That was Until totally transparent. Was
0: oh, my God. I think I have writer's block or else I've lost my talent. All of a sudden, I can't write! The weekend ahead might possibly be the busiest one of my life. Tomorrow, Mom, Kathy, Allison, and I are going to the SNET Classic. Oh, I watched a lot of tennis when I was little. <laughs> After that, I'm sleeping at Allison's condo with her for the first night. On Sunday morning, Mom is taking Allison and I to Beadworks. We've been begging to go there all summer. When we come home from Beadworks, we're going straight to Meg's birthday party. That night, Allison is sleeping at my house. I just have to tell this book literally everything that's happening. Monday is my first day of dance, point class. I'm so excited. Mom won't let me get point shoes until I'm positive about taking this class. For jazz, I got split soles. If you don't know what those are, you're uninitiated. On Wednesday, we must face our first day at the dungeon, otherwise known as Adams Middle School. You know, maybe it won't be so bad. My whole life, I've been living like a princess, in schools with A.C. and carpets, sparkling clean bathrooms, and giant cafeterias with big windows. It's time to face the real school world.
1: What is this, Troop Beverly Hills?
0: I've, I mean, I, I did watch that enough times to memorize it front to back, so probably. I've been spoiled long enough. Besides, this year we have dances. Love LMM. <laughs> what
1: what what strikes me about this is that you immediately knew who was was not gonna be your friend. Well like that's at-
0: the thing. That, and that was but that happened to me anywhere. That happened to me when I went to camp, that happened to me when I went on that Europe tour with a bunch of strangers. Like, I saw everything that was going on and I saw where the alliances were gonna form, and I saw if I fit in or if I didn't fit in. I mean, which is unfortunate, I think, because a lot of people don't have that awareness when they're younger and then shit just falls into place. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I catastrophized real hard. I knew I knew who was not going to be my friend, too. I so mean, you were on my page. I was absolutely on your page. But I, I, I had a stupid blind hope that like maybe I could convert him. But it just didn't work out.
0: Well, this th- this miracle thing happened when I went. So I did this like U.S. Youth Ensembles thing where we went to Europe It was people from all over the country. There was like 80 of us. And we took buses through six countries in Europe and sang very Jesus-y songs in hindsight. Um, But still, trip to Europe, I'll take it. And when I first got there, it was like I could see, I had a visceral experience of seeing all the alliances and cliques falling into place. And I was kind of like an electron orbiting outside of them. And I was deeply panicked because it was like a three-week-long trip within like the first two days, I could see all these people. And like from afar, I saw this group of girls who I knew I should have been friends with, but because I wasn't there for the ground floor, I was oh, like, I yeah. can't I know that. just sneak in the side door. But then on like the third day, one of them asked me to eat with them at lunch and kind of brought me under their wing. But I saw the whole thing happening. I was freaking out in my diary. I was like, I don't have any friends on this trip. This is going to be so lonely and terrible. Yeah. Um,
1: I had saw the same. Th- I mean, in life now, I saw that. Like the first time we went to LA, and we went with the the AGR trip. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: AGR is the Actors Screen Room. Yeah. By the
1: way, shout out. Uh, a lot of the folks I just did not get to connect with, but everybody was being real friendly. But fortunately, we had we had like a crew of people that uh, like later well, on. Well,
0: the thing that our advantage of this is that the two of us kind of came as a package deal, and we're kind of a novelty because of that. Yeah, and so. Uh, and we had rented a car. Yeah. So automatic friends. We needed us.
1: We were useful. Uh, another fun detail is uh, time traveling. Ari Costa actually went back in time, built a pool knowing that you would not have helped them move move in.
0: If there was no pool.
1: Yep. Also in his time, he, uh, went back, met Stanley and was like, listen, honey, I have an idea. This is, if you didn't listen to the last episode, then you don't know what's going on. But, uh, this guy who's a spider, but he's also a man. He's a kid, though. Yeah. I Spider-Man. Time this Traveling This so are
0: oblique, especially because the episode you're referring to was like three episodes ago. I
1: know. I know. Well, you know what? It was last week. So, you know, week, here are some spoilers. Easter eggs. we recorded it last week. Sorry. No,
0: some Easter eggs for our more loyal
1: listeners. More loyal.
0: For Lenore Koppelman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, Lenore. Hey, Lenore. How are you? We love
0: you. Oh, my God. She's Thank you be for tickled. following
1: up on that thread. I got one person laughing at it and joke. That's fine. Okay. Let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. So our wonderful things with silly putty right now.
0: (laughs) We all have silly putty right now because we're all children and we need to keep ourselves busy. So our guest today um, is a delightful pixie of a a lady. She's um, an actor and she is uh, a producer. She's one of three producers on this new production company called Two Ladies and a Giant um, that recently shot a web series called After, um, which she can talk a little bit more about later. Um, but uh, but she's also a really good friend of ours and a delight, and she has a great accent. So let's welcome Tegan Curitz.
1: boundaries bound together our
0: If you don't know what this we is, we can't be friends anymore. You'll recognize it in a moment.
1: world, rid of color lines. Oh, I, I already know what it is. Do you? No. Wait, wait. See if you don't. If you don't.
0: Uh, You gotta watch the music video and then it all makes sense. But so we're we're seeing we're seeing like smoke smoke machines are blowing from either side. It's black and rainy, it's a very noir scape. Someone's
1: dropping books. Oh, here we go.
0: And Tegan emerges from two black doors that swing open and her hair is blowing. She's wearing black leather from top to bottom.
1: The Astor Wine uh, Offices are are just a glow with black lights and uh, smoke as she's coming in. We did a lot, of, a lot of setup to get her in here. We
0: did. Hi, Tegan. So, how are you? Hi,
1: budget intro. Hey
0: so are you a part of the Rhythm Nation? Definitely. I did not
1: know the initial start of that song. Me neither. I was, I was so lost.
2: But I'm a huge huge fan. So oh that's yeah. Okay. I feel like I redeemed myself towards the end there.
0: <laughs> well it's actually uh, I, did, I wouldn't have known what it was either but I kind of cheated
1: <laughs> gonna edit that out right I
2: think it's kind of hey
0: right. I think it's more fun to uh to surprise people yeah, as sure. they walk through the doors
2: the, the in black leather with smoke and lights yes okay did you listen to Jenna Jackson when you were younger oh big time yeah big time I actually saw her live for her Red Velvet wow rope concert I, I think I was like 12 and it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen I was I wanted to be Janet Jackson very deeply yeah yeah
0: so tell tell the listeners um about where you grew up because it's pretty atypical from our guests I would say Ah,
2: okay um so I am South African I am from Cape Town I was born in Cape Town and then I moved to London when I was four months old and then lived there for nine years oh I didn't even know that really okay so that's why I sound quite English yeah but i it's confusing. For people, but South Africans have well, a sort of yeah we were, English col- accent we were too. colonized, so that'll do it by the English. So our English sounds like this. And your your family I mean, is still where? They're all in Cape Town, and they're, ha- yeah, they're all in Cape Town. Do you go back to visit pretty frequently? Yeah, I'm actually going on the 14th. I month. was there. I was there in like July, mm-hmm. and I'm going back right now. It's my dad's 70th birthday. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Shame. So old. Does that make you feel old? Yeah. I think it makes you think about time passing, that's for sure. Also, now that I turned 29 this year, so it was such a, and I'm Jewish, so when you're 29 and not married, your mother's like, what are you
0: doing? Uh, I, I don't know if that's limited to Jewish women. My, also, my mother, my mother learned to be scared of me. A long time ago, so she would never say those things out loud to me for fear of me flipping uh, my out My mother face. is not scared of me whatsoever.
2: I'm Are you an only child? That. No, I'm one of... I'm the only child from my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. but they've been married before. My family's very complicated.
1: Oh, let's it takes, be- lay it, it out. Takes, Let's start from the beginning. It yeah.
2: takes a while to kind of jump on to what's going on. Okay, so my mother is the second wife of three of my father's wives. So, Wait. So, yeah. What? Okay. So Oh, okay. Okay. So I have two sisters. My first one is 15 years younger than me. My, sorry, 15 years older than me and my younger one is 15 years younger than so
0: me. So you were all essentially only children.
2: Yeah, well, we all grew up together. And then I have a brother from my mother's side who's like closer to my age. It's very complicated. Pe- people who've known me for years are still like very confused. We're also so close, so it's not like it's not like step and Whatever. And did you find that your
0: siblings, did everybody care for each other or people pretty much disinterested and onto their no, own things? No, we,
2: we all cared for each other, especially our little one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we were. She, my sister was 13, I was 15 when she was born. It's so crazy. So we were just so excited by her. But we, we grew up together, we were very, very close. And now, like when you go home, like when you say home, when you go back to Cape Town, mm-hmm. who is there? So when I go home, I go. my parents are divorced, surprise <laughs> and, um I stay with my mom, and my dad and his wife are there with and they live with my little they live with my little sister that she lives with them. and my elder sister is there, and my brother is there. everyone's there, my cousins, my nephews. everyone's there. So I'm here were, by myself. Yeah, were you did you know that you wanted to come here? Why did you come here? I wanted to come to New York for I'm like one of those cliches like I've known, I've wanted to act since day one. I always loved singing. I always loved being on stage. So I really am that cliche. And I just always had this idea of coming to New York. And then I came to school here and was like, I should stay here. And then realized there was the visa. Fucking horrific story. Yeah. Lived that. Anyway, I have a green card now. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So that works well. Yeah. People want to hire you that way. They don't like hiring you. Yeah. They're like, you're foreign, we hate you. I mean, um, America card? has a, a slight
0: xenophobia problem, but... Little, uh, we've
1: always had that uh, undercurrent. Uh, it's. It, I know. mean, we have. We, always. Yeah. Always. I mean, even though we were formed by people without green cards that just coughed on the people that lived here.
2: I mean, I was just going to say that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So,
0: I have so many questions because you you come from a completely, completely different culture. And so... When you were growing up there, like what you from what you know about American school children and mm-hmm. how they act toward each other and like the culture, was it similar for you either in Cape Town or in London, or do you find that people were kind to each other? Do you know what
2: I this makes yeah, sense? I think I know what you mean. So I know there's a there's like a huge bullying thing here. Isn't yeah, there? yeah. Uh, and obviously, when I was at school, we weren't. <clears throat> I mean, we we're on Facebook, but I think Facebook was like. I think Facebook. I got onto Facebook when I was like eighteen, mm-hmm. and at that stage I was at university, so it wasn't the thing. But we weren't mean to each other like that. I had a really, I had a really good year. I also went to a Jewish day school, so like i <sighs> I can speak Hebrew. Nice. That's an interesting fact. Well, very like very menial Hebrew, but kids weren't we weren't mean to each other. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. That wasn't. Um wasn't like bullying so like it is an American hair. thing I, th- I think well, it I don't want to say like it's solely an American thing but I look at my sister's year for example she's 14 they're also not mean to each other they're very sweet to you she's a bit of a nerd though I always tease her she's such
0: a nerd don't tease her what's wrong with she, you You're as, bad as the, the mean one You're a, she that, couldn't find the yeah.
2: meanness
1: because she's the Bingo. mean one I'm
2: the mean girl no I'm really not a mean girl I love her to death but I do I, I think it's healthy to give her a good amount of um, anxiety. No. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, you're the enemy. <laughs> no, listen. No one deserves anxiety to be pushed upon them. Fuck no. Um, but yeah, I so I don't. Her friends aren't like mean to each other either. What they think is important is quite strange, and I think that is probably similar. So like, everyone who's obsessed with the Snapchat and the Instagram, mm-hmm. they're only like interested in that. That's about it. So there's that similarity. So what you're saying is
0: social media is the antidote to bullying?
2: Mm. No, I don't think I'm saying that. I think that it's, it's probably complete. It's a purely, distraction from bullying. Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Maybe it's a unifier. It's also a unifier in bullying, I, I've come to notice, too. I mean, with really? adults as well. I mean, lately. It's uh, true,
2: yeah. People standing up for each other on social media and bullying each other terribly. On yes. Hashtag
1: media. love for Leslie J. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I've noticed. I don't know if this is something that because it's it's more of like a boy thing, but uh, the 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 English private school boys that the there's a deep seated bullying within there. I always feel like it's sort of, but it's well, it's on by it's the kind of masters, yeah, too. and it's
0: kind of like under the surface, so it's more insidious, yeah, quieter. Mm, but I don't know, like mean. going to a private school, did you feel? restrained by that at any point or going to a private school yeah or did
2: everybody go to private school um where you were i don't want to say everyone went to private school um like so education isn't as expensive as it is here like it's completely intangible so for example like what i pay my university was like completely subsidized but like almost for everybody so you ended up paying like three and a half grand a year for an wow. undergraduate, for example. Um, but, I mean, there are good public schools in Cape Town. Like, I know kids who come from great homes who went there. But I think it was important for my parents. We all went to Jewish day school. We all went to this school. So that's all we... That's, it was kind of like. And when
0: given. you were there, were you, were, were you excited to go every day? Did you feel connected to it? Were you like, get me out of here? I don't care I about. I wasn't
2: like, I wasn't that interested in school to be completely in the, honest. I was, I was really interested when the plays were on. And then I got really interested when I was into boys. Which was, how old were you? Uh, I was a bit of a late bloomer. I had like, I had the like young obsession thing where like, I saw you from across the room and I. Well, you know, sure. I had you down the whole. Yeah, of course. Right, it's like Tuesday you, for her. I mean, <laughs> that's school.
0: literally every day of my yeah. life with seven different guys. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: I, oh, oh, in in, in high school. In you high, know this already. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, you are p- pining after all these boys. Yeah, I think I was probably probably thirteen, but I only had my first serious boyfriend when I was about seventeen.
1: It's good. Sorry, yeah.
2: Uri Benatar, but we weren't that. Good time serious. for that. <laughs> you know, like we call each other on the phone. We hung out
0: occasionally. We well, yeah, going out time. is like maybe there's a phone call, but for the most part, it's like walking with each other between classes, right? And that's the extent of it's it. It's like a
2: big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and then like people see you publicly kiss, and it's like, ooh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And now the um the artifact that we're going to discuss mm-hmm.
2: is from how old were you? I was when you I think got it. I was it? like eight when I got this. So you can you can describe it to the okay, listeners. Okay, so. I have this T-shirt that it's from... So, okay, so my instruction was to bring an artifact from my childhood, right? So because I'm from Cape Town, strangely enough, <laughs> most of my childhood things are there. Right. Um, there is one thing that I brought with me and it was funny cuz I actually brought it with me cuz it smells like my mom. Oh. And I never I really I never really I never really wash it either. That's so disgusting. Well, but no, I don't but it's like I a don't wear it very. I do exactly. Right. I don't wear it very often too well, cuz I'm how, scared it's going to rip. But you could wear something that you owned when you were 8? Yeah. So it was like it's it's like well, just the, a paint it's like a t-shirt. Also But I'm you're like also same, a tiny person. Also like the same way I was probably when I was 8. I went through like a very chubby phase through like 12 and 13. I don't believe you at all. Oh babe, I had acne and afro um, and eczema And you all never got once. bullied? I wasn't very, I wasn't really bullied actually. The guys used to like scream things in, in class at each other, like and us, but that was about it. I wasn't really bullied. I really was, I wasn't bullied. Wow. People are much more forgiving in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. right. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure there was like a lot of bitchiness in speaking behind the back,
1: but... You just didn't occupy (sighs) yourself with that sort of shit.
2: Yeah, I probably was like, whatever. I was probably like staring at a cloud somewhere. (laughs) You know, like, I have have the attention... uh, My attention span is... Focus is something that's a daily struggle thing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so being a producer is fun. Yeah, I'm like, where is my thing? In fact... In fact, we had a joke on set. We had a Tegan corner. I don't know if you experienced the Tegan corner. Um, Because I legitimately just walk around and traipse my things everywhere I go. I used to have terrible anxiety about it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't keep your shit together? But now it's like a part of my personality. So we had a Tegan corner.
1: Funny story. We actually have found one of your uh, water bottle things or mugs.
2: Oh, yeah. There was a coffee mug that you left in my
0: house from uh, a shoot that we did in my apartment. Right. February. And uh, we didn't know who it belonged to. And then just last week, my roommate opened it and it was full of mold. And she was <laughs> like, I'm going to throw this out. And I was like, yep, that's, that's great."
2: Oh, my God. I, when you told me that, I completely forgot about it. But you see, like.
0: But it's okay because I think, I mean, this is why, this is why, you know, you are at the, the top of a food chain as a producer. And you can hire a bunch of other people that you can delegate all those little things to. Oh, God bless yeah. you. I do micromanage, though. I don't think you do. I think you're way more chilled out than you're giving yourself credit for. Anyway...
2: Wait, oh, you should see me... Oh, you did see me on set. I did. You're D- totally chill. I'm working with, but I'm always, by, I'm always by the screen. And not everyone loves that, but I'm constantly by the screen. And also, I was doing craft the whole time, which was just a pain in the ass. No, that's the fun part. Oh, my then you God, get, that you was you get fun. first dibs at all the things.
0: Anyway, yeah, let's take
2: sorry. it back. So, you have this T-shirt. It smells like your mom. Right. I have this T-shirt. It smells like my mom... I, my grandmother, who I used to call Gaga, bought it for me when we went on a trip to London. Mm-hmm. And it's- From a, where? Uh, from, we, I think I, we had just moved to Cape, to Cape Town from London. And we, I'd been living in, I'd been living in Cape Town for maybe like two years, a year and a half. And then we went back to visit and it was very exciting. And my grandmother, she used to spoil me terribly. So she took me like. To the Gap, the one day it was a big deal. And was that your favorite spot? I think so. I can't remember to be honest. I I just like the shopping. Do you remember when you were thirteen and you went from you went? Oh, sorry. You remember when you a certain age where you went from like toys to clothes? Do you remember that? You were like, I don't. When you were asked what you wanted to get,
1: I was like (laughs) twenty-two.
2: I don't think I (laughs) ever. I always wanted papers,
0: paper products and pens. I always wanted journals and pens. I loved stationery yeah. too.
1: I moved into, <clears throat> into DVDs because I thought that that would be like... The future? Uh, well, no, it was film school because back in the day, you had all these audio commentaries and things that were not sanctioned by the studio because they didn't realize that there was money in that. So people were just saying whatever the fuck they wanted. So it was actually kind of an enlightening experience, but now it's, it's, it's very safe, like Blu-rays and stuff. But yeah, it was, I moved into that because I thought there was a practical purpose, but now it just takes up space on my shelves. You're
0: like, I have so much shit
1: now. Yeah, so yeah. much. I can't get rid of it.
0: Well, that's why I, could, I couldn't I couldn't even do DVDs. I don't have any because it's like all or nothing. I think
2: I have like six. I feel like you are so all or nothing. It's terrible. How many books do you have?
0: <laughs> I have many, but I am proud of myself because I did give away a huge stack of like
2: philosophy textbooks from college recently. Nice.
1: You held on to them pretty, pretty long. I
2: did, and I hate for what? away my textbooks, man. I've still got all my textbooks at home. But like,
0: I, I'm not. I can't.
1: You have the internet.
0: I'm trying to move cross country. I can't have this fucking Aristotle.
2: <gasps> you
1: can't. Aristotle's got to go. He's got to find another person, another student.
2: Exactly, and he will. exactly he will he will like
1: Artie and Pete and Pete. See, it's a nostalgia podcast. We're talking about childhood things. You, uh, <laughs> you, you strike me as somebody who doesn't really have too many things you're attached to. Like you do, you have a few things here and there, but it's not, you're not a hoarder is what Um, I'm saying.
2: It's so funny. I think I'm, um, I'm a hoarder hoarder by, um, just by chance because I'm really lazy. So like to take that time to clean it all up, there could be so many other things I could be doing like writing or eating. And do you do those things instead? Uh, Yeah, I do. I like, I'll write, eat, lie in the sun, go for a walk. I think that sounds like a healthy balance. Yeah, too. Yeah, I guess. I guess it is. I do have a lot. I I have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of clothes. But you are right. I am. It's weird because I like things, but I really am not that attached to them. I'm kind of like whatever. If I lose it, I'll be able to get another. And one. do
0: you think that that comes from having a larger? Worldview because I feel like the more you zoom the more you're able to zoom out, and for some people this happens earlier in their life, and for some people it doesn't happen until their twenties or thirties, you're able to see the world in a larger context, and so small things kind of mean less. Yeah. And and since you have this like international childhood, it, it probably puts things in perspective for you, no?
2: I think I think I was I was very lucky growing up. I think I never kind of wanted for anything, I was always made to work very hard. But thing you lose it, you can replace another. You can it can be replaced so easily. And I think I grew up with like a very strong sense of family and what's important. So I think you're right. The attachment to the thing, but that sounds like a very a, kind of Buddhist mindset. Oh God, I wish I was Zen. Um, but you, I, I try think you're to so be... much more Zen than
0: you think you are. What were your Were your parents both
2: from south africa yes both of my parents are from south africa um, and they're both jewish my mom converted to judaism that's why i'm blonde kind of
1: yeah oh, wait,
0: what no they're a blonde jews they exist really?
2: where are they no that you're right they do exist they're all types of jews <laughs> um yeah both of my parents are south african my father's like lithuanian russian my mother's like Dutch English side, but my mom converted to Judaism before I was born. And were they, were they from? Did they grow up? They yeah, grew up in South grew, Africa. They grew up there. They grew up there. But I have like, I have a very level-headed mother. Like, she is very matter of fact. She is very hardworking. Comes from like nothing. So I think that was very much instilled. Mm-hmm. in in me like I, I know the thing that nobody can take away from me is is my knowledge mm-hmm. and and like my ability to work mm-hmm. like that that's something that's always kind of stayed with me and that's why I'm not so what, like if I lose something I have the same kind of outlook with money even though I, don't, I really don't have a lot of it but mm-hmm. I'm just like I'll know it'll come and it'll be fine see that I feel like you're
0: just eons ahead of I have ups and Most downs. Most people. Go. No. I have At least me. I don't know. I
2: have ups and downs. I like I'll I'll feel very confident and happy about what I'm doing at one point and then I'll be like, you're twenty nine, you're a failure, and you don't have a real job.
0: Well, we all feel like that. Well, like yeah. literally we all have those. Wait
1: till your thirtieth birthday.
0: No, honestly, I think everything like, gets better. Year? Everything gets better after your thirtieth birthday. Twenty nine is the worst year because it's all about terrible anticipation.
1: Yeah. Right. By the way,
0: we all have silly putty here uh, in in the studio today, and Phil is making a Sonic the Hedgehog. It's, a me- it's the Millennium
1: Falcon, god damn it!
0: Okay, he's making a Millennium. Falcon. It looks like Sonic the and Hedgehog. You actually, did you play with
2: Play-Doh as a child?
1: I played with silly putty. Actually, this was see, look, it's a Millennium Falcon. Um, I played with play- with uh, not so much Play-Doh because it was that was the messier one. Silly putty, my parents would give me all the time because that it stayed together and uh,
0: and you wouldn't eat it whereas I wouldn't play-doh eat it. I wouldn't eat play-doh eats. Oh, I never ate
1: play you bored. ate play
0: oh I
2: ate everybody eats play-doh.
0: play-doh it's salty I never ate play no, because did you ever at least in no. my in my nursery school I, I remember we made homemade play-doh so it was made of food ingredients and you could eat it
1: I never I never that did
2: dual
0: purpose yeah that was also that was a a Jewish Hebrew school wow. nursery school
2: so it had to be kosher <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was we ate a lot of kosher play-doh <laughs> um do you so? Did you grew up in a Jewish day school. Were you into it? Like, did you practice it? Did you believe in God
2: in that way? Did you think it was bullshit? Um, I've never been an atheist. I will say that mm-hmm. I I did not go through dark tormented years. I wasn't like I did not have an emo phase. Really? No, did Who not have are an you? emo phase. I did have like when I was about 14, 15 and me and my friends realized. That there was alcohol, clubs, and weed. That was that was like my that was like my cray cray.
0: So when you were like a I
2: freshman, got a little crazy actually as I got older. Like the, I've done a lot more stupider things as I've gotten older. Oh yeah, it's healthier that way. I have when I was younger. Like I don't. I wonder what I was doing back then, but the things do they, they got a bit stupid as I got older.
0: Well, yeah, because you ha- have because involved. you're given the tools that grown ups have to distract from their own lives, you know. Yep. But like before you had those tools, how did you how did you express your creativity or did you not? Did you just kind of float always, on the wind?
2: No, I always I I was always in acting class and I always sang. From when you were little? Yeah, from very little. Did your mom or dad take you to that
0: class or did you just did you say I want to go be an acting class I
2: I remember a very vivid time when I lived in London my the first play I probably did it was it was Snow White Mm -hmm. and I played Dopey (laughs) okay and I just remember I just remember like having (laughs) the most like elated elated feeling and I think from there that was kind of it and then I I remember um, I remember a very specific time where I realized who Michael Jackson was Uh and started copying his voice five five wow I had had like a very sophisticated young person's music taste because my mom's huge into music so I was like listening to George Michael and Michael Jackson and like those kind of guys yeah Um, loads of R&B and soul so to just because I wanna I wanna
0: hone in on this feeling this dopey this dopey situation. Feeling. Um, it
2: was your first time on stage. I think it was my first time on stage. I don't remember a time before that. I didn't even answer your question. So I got I came to. It's actually quite it's quite sad how I really got into acting. So I we moved from London to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. It's very devastating when you're eight or nine. Of I course. Believe pull from your friends exactly and then like my parents got divorced shortly after that oh god and i think that the therapists told them to get me a cat and or build my confidence through <laughs> acting class
1: no that's that's i feel i feel like, wow. I feel like
0: cats and- rip down your confidence because they <laughs> so, like, they show team. you how unimportant you are <laughs> Well, how <laughs> significant you actually yes, are. as opposed yeah. to dogs. Well, I,
1: dogs will stupidly run into a fucking traffic because they're dogs. I
0: right. know, but they also love you and they tell you that you're the best.
1: And dog. then they run into traffic and die. So it's like I think a cat a little bit more long term of an affection.
0: Are you a cat person?
1: I'm a I'm a dog person, but I know what they're capable of. He
0: has <laughs> a, he owns a cat too, but the cat is the devil. She's incarnate. the worst.
1: She's the worst. She hissed at me the other day. Her name is Kitty,
0: and she's never gonna forgive you for that. What? that her her name is Kitty
1: I did not name her Kitty lest we forget I had a list of names 10 or so names and they
0: were all Clovis
1: no they were like actually there was a lot of them I remember one was Chelsea and it was before I met uh, my friend Chelsea and I was like that would be a cute name for a cat that'd be a great name for a cat and then uh because like I, this is
0: a problem when animals are given names that you were gonna name your children and then you can't ever name your children that. Like I can never name a child Toby now because I've known so many pets. Well, named I can never Toby. name
1: I can never name my daughter Sophie because my dog's name is Sophie. Right, but
2: Sophie's such a nice name. She's girl. such no, a no. nice dog. She's very sweet. Well, I was never gonna name my child Apollo, so I think I'm fine. Apollo's um, my dog. Um, I uh
0: did a project in seventh grade when we were doing the Greek gods and goddesses, we were studying them and we had to choose. we had to get a, uh, a coloring book and I think it, I think it, we all had to do a coloring book. So I got a coloring book, a Bobby's world coloring book.
2: What's a Bobby's world? Color? Bobby's world. Do you know Bobby's world? Uh-huh.
0: Okay. You're going to go and look it up Bobby's later. It's world. a cartoon. It's amazing from our childhood.
2: Oh, and it's Bobby's World.
1: That guy. That's really good. Thank you. I used to do it as a kid too.
0: Um. Love so that. I got a Bobby's world coloring book and I, and I, drew Bobby as Apollo, so I gave him his, like, um, you know, crown of feathers or whatever the hell he wore. Right. Guys, that's what we used to be able to do on a daily basis. I
1: could draw Bobby in, like, 10 seconds. He was a very easily drawn character.
0: Well, he looked like Stewie from Family Guy, only not evil.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was friendly. And the thing is, that that voice came to Howie Mandel by accident because he was choking on a piece of cake. <laughs>
0: really? Yeah, a piece of he, what?
1: A piece of cake. Cake. Uh huh.
0: Cake. Uh-huh. Is that why you cake. hate cake? Yeah, or?
1: exactly. Because it created a character I enjoy. No. It's just filling and boring like pancakes or waffles.
0: Sometimes cake can be transcendent and if you haven't sure had is. transcendent cake then you have cake not cake lived. Either. I have I had a transcendent
1: what? cake when I was like
2: It's just like a waste of a calorie. Thank you. I'm not with it's you. It's like I I like the crunchy of the desserts like I like I like a good pie crust.
1: Same. Yeah. I love pie. I love I like creme brulee. I'll even I'll, I'll even do that. Like anything that has like creme a creme brulee. Yeah, dude, a good creme brulee. Not not that diner shit where they like It's
0: just like Jiggly rice pudding.
1: It's not jiggly rice pudding. You had bad creme brulee. Well. Seriously, yeah, if it's blowtorch no. just right and it's like nice and crispy and Ooh. like you, yeah, come on. Tegan, it's what are you talking about?
2: I feel like we really
0: rerouted this but, away yeah, from what got, you were
2: saying. Listen, no, this I, is a common theme with me. We, we 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 will start we'll start at point A and end really at Z. Yeah. Well, I had what I what
0: I wanted to hone in. On the moment, but I maybe I maybe I'm kicking a dead horse right now. But like, because Dopey is not like an especially exciting or magnificent no, character no, no. in not the, the best canon. Dwarf.
1: I would say he's my favorite dwarf.
0: Was it? I like describe as as well as you can remember the feeling that you had, like in your heart and in your body, when you realized.
2: I think I just felt so proud that when, when you I were got on stage. Cursed, I think when I got cast, I was like. Wow, I'm gonna be on stage, and also my parents used to take me to the theater. So like, I was gonna do that thing that I thought was so incredible that the other people did, and I and I remember like walking onto stage the first time. Those are the memories I had. And then I remember, I remember the stage and the room that it was held in. It was a ter- It was a very terrible stage. It was like this white, stark room with like huge Georgian windows. This is in London. This is in London. Which is like the theater capital of the entire world. Right. Um, that show was not. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it a, like a community? Was it
1: a pantomime production? or was it like a. I mean, it was,
2: no, it was like the full on. The oh, wow. Musical? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we No, it wasn't a musical. Um, I don't remember like exactly all of it. But what's so funny is that when I came to when we came to live in in Cape Town i got to replay the role nice. nice. you were cast as the same i was dwarf. cast as the same dwarf and it was like why it was like a very important moment because i was like i know this like i had so this. you weren't you, so you 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 got that you got cast as
0: dopey and you weren't like well looks like i'm doomed to play dopey for the rest of my life you were like wow i already know what i'm doing here and i'm an expert <laughs> pretty, this mu- pretty much this is the difference between us pretty yeah. much <laughs> i was like
2: uh, so you asked earlier who got me into the acting. Yeah. So Parents Got Divorced was sent to private to private and group well no, at the time it was group acting classes with a woman called Cheryl Abramovitz in Cape Town. Okay, Cheryl. 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 <laughs> okay, Cheryl. <laughs> okay, Cheryl. And um every summer she put on a show that she would like put up at a theatre and we would go every day to rehearse. And this year it was Snow White, and I was like, "Please, can I be dopey? I've, I've done it before.
1: <laughs> wow, I've done
2: it before. You asked for it. Was there? I, a, was I really
1: th- did. Was there a bit of like stage business you did the first time that you thought would play the second time? <laughs> now that you had a mastery of it, is that was that? Yeah. Did you one find a things? trick
2: a trick that got laughs that yeah. you were like, I'm going to use that again? I, do you know what they they m- they must have. So we are domesticated for positive reinforcement. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So like, when you're a kid and you're told you've done something wrong, you never fucking repeat that action again. When you're a kid and you get praised for something, you'll constantly repeat that yep. action. Yeah, that's yep. like your first but we repeat. Yeah, we repeat yeah. that in adulthood because shame. But anyway, so I think I must have done something where I was praised and I was like, I need to repeat that. Nice. And that and that's the and that's the beginning of the end of my acting career. Yeah. Well, and then you were like, Oh my
0: God, positive attention in front of a whole group of strangers. Give me some more of that. But right. you did
1: it twice because you did it you did it in England and then you went to Cape Town and you did it again. Yeah. Were you struggling at that point to find friends and maybe that was like a I don't know, this is deep Yeah. But no, that's, that's the what way. we're supposed to be doing. Hey Thanks Phil. was there something that you you wanted to get again that you thought would would connect? Like that was is that possibly... Was so like- deep. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's actually... It's, that, that is a very deep question. So deep. <laughs> um, I think it probably connects to, like, why we choose to be actors in the first place. Uh-huh. And I think it does have something to do with worthiness.
1: Absolutely. I've been thinking oh, about yeah.
2: this a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And so it has to also do with domestic... It has to do with domestication because the positive reinforcement. Something must have happened where I was on stage and I was praised... And, and it felt so good. It felt so good, and then I just constantly wanted to repeat that action. I'm a huge pleaser. That's so not true at all. I am. I'm a. I am. I'm a pleaser.
0: I never would think of you that way because I you am. seem much more like a like a a rogue kind of independent spirit. I
2: I try and trick everyone and and, and let them think that people who are like very close to me know that I'm that I can. I had the tendency to be very confident and yeah. very comfortable with myself but like everyone else I very much can tend to go inwards we've spoken about
0: this yeah well because the first time I met you or first couple of times I had a completely different idea of who you were from who you actually are right
2: do you want to tell the people yeah, your well, first impression of me when we Yeah were there?
0: I thought that you were uh, I thought that you were a snob and and that's not the first time I've been told that and maybe uppity, maybe full of yourself. And I was totally intimidated by you. I was totally intimidated. And then when we actually had a conversation, I was like, oh my God, you're just like a gentle, harmless little creature.
1: Did you feel bad?
0: Well, I d- listen, it's it's good to notice when you've been wrong about your instinct. Absolutely. You know? um, do you want to, um, b- before we wrap it up, do you want to talk a little bit uh, plug a little bit about after yes i would
2: love to i would love to um so two ladies and a giant it's um we're a production company we consist of joshua schubert hello hi josh, hi, josh. and olivia baptista hi. which you both hey. know and um jo- we started this production company in december little did we know josh was um, interviewing Olivier and I, and I to see if we would work within his ethos of his ideas, his production company. If you <laughs> he's know a mastermind. Josh, yeah, if well, if you know Josh, he's very like subtly handed like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, Josh, w- we all write, but Josh had this idea for a series, and we read it, and it was brilliant, mm-hmm. and it's called After after Mm -hmm. and it's basically about Josh's character his wife passes away and he has to move back home with his parents in Long Island and it's just basically him getting back into the dating game him dealing with all the people around him and And the twist and the twist well the current time it's it's all current based on current time and then things that remind him of his life with his wife so there's a lot of flashbacks Mm -hmm. so it's back and forth Mm -hmm um and it's
0: awesome i it's awesome you. i w- I got to be on set for one of the days but i did get to read the entire series and it's going to be fantastic do you thank guys you have so a much. do you have a, a date when it for release
2: yet so we're in post-production at the moment which is so much fun mm-hmm. um post-production is a lot harder do than you edit the other stuff. yourself me no not personally no no, no. We're, we will we will hire an editor to do all of that like Oh my god! None of us can do that. Also, like the quality that we want, we went we went into this production, um, in a very professional capacity. You were on set. You saw how we ran everything. Oh um, yeah, extreme. It was completely. It was completely all the, the eyes were dotted and the t's were crossed. I mean, shame. Thank you. We 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 really did. We did try. Um. So yeah, it was amazing. We shot for a month out in Long Island. Um. We are so in love with the project. Um, doing this made me a better actor because I can now understand that it's about the story and you slip in and out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, It's a much bigger picture thing to be the producer than to just be an actor and have your one role. Well, you see just how many variables there are to doing anything and a lot of it breaks down to, I don't want to say being at the right place at the right time, but attracting a certain energy That, because, because when you think of casting in general, like, I mean, we wrote for you, so it's, it's different because this, this is amazing. I can't
0: tell you how many times, by the way, I've been cast as like the bad date. Really? Yes. That's (laughs) so funny. Really? Yeah, I just have a funny looking face. That's just not true. Bad date face? I don't know, Phil, do I have a bad date face? No, you've got a great date face. I think you've got a lovely date face. But this is
2: radio, so it doesn't matter. Right. No, but we date in
1: real life. Not, not just radio. We right. don't go on radio dates with just microphones. <laughs>
2: Could you imagine how bizarre that would be? Like, okay, we're going on radio now. Everyone, we're dating.
1: We have to get like bring, a, bring in a waiter to take our order.
0: But it's yeah. only a, only by sound. It's just
1: Kent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and nothing is actually eaten. You only hear the sound of us chewing. Because if
1: we were chewing on mic, it would drive us insane. Please don't. Oh, it please is stop, the worst Jonathan death. Schwartzing on me.
2: I know yeah. someone who makes that sound normally. Man, it's so You know, frustrating. I heard
0: My that um, God. or I read somewhere recently that if you're a person who gets really annoyed by the sound of other people chewing, you are you have a higher IQ really? just generally in the population.
1: Oh, man, that's great because I
0: hate. Yeah, that's the only chew. that's the bone they throw Does us because really life smart. is so annoying. But at least we can say we're smart. Yeah, right. Um, yes. Well, I'm going to give you a little gift, um, a little token. Don't get too excited because it's it's silly, but like. I say all this by way of saying this is actually very symbolic and important so i you know as you know journaled so much when i was younger my journals were my best friends i was very particular about the journals that i bought and when i got to seventh grade i started purchasing this one brand of journal called rhino because on one on the one side of the page it was blank and on the other side it was lined and so i could draw my drawings on the one side and write on the other side and the quality of the paper was really nice it was like recycled with like all the little bits of different colors and the covers had all these cool designs on them. So this is actually this is a is an official slip of paper that would come with a Rhino Blue Line journal. And um there's a little picture of a rhino on it. I and, like that. That's and their rhinos. it's very um like I would go into bookstores wherever I went looking specifically for them. And so this represents very important friends in my oh, life.
1: wow,
2: thank you. So, Are you gonna make me cry now? No,
0: it's a piece of paper. You don't have to you don't have to so do this anything gets with really it. important. That's so it's just thoughtful. a piece of paper. You can spit your gum into it, I don't care.
2: No, I'm uh, not I'm going <laughs> to Why don't you
1: Put your putty in it. I uh, was gonna
2: say I will not put my putty well, in it. Well, I mean right. I don't wanna I don't you wanna could...
0: enhance your hoarder tendencies, but I don't think you have hoarder tendencies.
2: You haven't seen my room. It's true, I haven't. Yeah. I collect it's not it's not like one of those terrible shows where you like no I walk know I collect my too. Space and it's like disgusting I'm actually like it, very, uh, my house is actually very clean bizarrely clean great yeah Thank you know you.
0: I, I I can't wait to go back and listen to this and think and hear all the times that you contradicted yourself <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, aren't we just, I'm such a lovely walking contradiction, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I love it because you're so, I think
0: you're very zen, even if you don't identify as that. I think you're quite zen.
2: Thank you. I hope I make you feel calm. You do. You really do. You make me feel calm too. too. Oh guys. It's true. I was so excited to see you this
0: morning. (sighs) Yeah, thanks for coming out so early. Yeah, thanks for uh, doing the show.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have done this. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, after the series, we'll let you know when it's out. Yes. We'll have a trailer coming out by the fifteenth of August. That will be like awesome. Very first exciting. release. Everyone watch it and fall in love. It's with gonna be hopefully great. Hopefully, you'll fall yes. in love with it, just like we have. Yes. And we were just so lucky with our casting crew. We really were. Wow. We had such a stellar casting crew.
0: That was beautiful. That's great. Yeah. I'll highly, highly recommend. See yes. it. See it. Doesn't it doesn't help me? Doesn't help me quit the industry when I have a good time on set. It doesn't, no, it doesn't help me go back to an office job. That's
1: true. Another um, thing that, that helps us not quit is uh, You Only Die Once, which you we yes. are all in together.
2: Yes, yes, we're in Yoda, and I'm like helping them out also too now. Yeah. And we have, it's great. Anyway, yeah, yeah look it up,
0: Yoda or You Only Die Once, which is a web series. Well, right now it's a short film, but it's being made into a web series, of vampire comedy web right. series yep. that we are all a part of. We're all a part of um,
1: and Yeah.
0: So much fun that.
1: Silly, see Kent. Silly putty makes sounds. I'm sorry. That was that it. sounded
0: like finger snapping.
1: No, it's because there's an air bubble inside. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Uh,
0: <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, this has been the Bitch Seat. You can find us at thebitchseatpodcast.com. Please leave us leave us uh, some love in the review section of iTunes or Google Play. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat. And per usual, you can find us monthly live at QED in Astoria
1: first sunday of every month
0: it's the best I be that. Uh, she has so remember treasure what got you here have a rad week guys
1: take care now Whoa. You take care now come see about me i'll be alone dancing you know it baby tell
2: me your troubles
1: I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know it's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe. that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh my God, who's huh? hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So all right, so like, there's like these like Asian girls in the movie, right? They put I, the twins. Right? I triple kissed them. Okay, um, a little triple kiss. Triple that way I didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, or oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and, was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out, maybe, or? Oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because i you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. that I don't, I don't know how old they are. I can never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see, Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked. I, I chalked her.
0: You chalked her? <laughs> what? I chalked what, is, her. what is chalking?
1: That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone.